Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, unwanted pets and relatives, it's Mr. Palumbo here. Today I'm going to try to talk about something I call the nationalism staircase. The reason I say I'm going to try is because I normally do this on the board in my classroom, and since this is a podcast, you guys are going to have to try to imagine what I am trying to share. There's a lot of news out there about white nationalism and what is nationalism. And so today I want to talk about, uh, you know, what what is nationalism and, and how can we define it? And then how can we then take those definitions and apply it to what the news and our political leaders are trying to say it is? I was talking with a man the other day and we were talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. And he said, this is, a, this is a man that has served in the Air Force for many, many years. And he said that we should not do the Pledge of Allegiance. We shouldn't do it at school. We shouldn't force it. It shouldn't be a requirement at school. And this obviously uh, sparked my interest. And we, we kind of got onto other topics, but I finally got it back around to the Pledge of Allegiance. I said, why do you think we shouldn't do it? And he said, well, because it's nationalistic. This is one of those times it really sparked my interest. I never thought of it that way, ever. I've never thought of it that way, but in a point, in a way, he had a point. I mean, it is a symbol, the flag. You're pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. That is very, on the surface, a very nationalistic thing to do. So this being the case, I want to share with you guys the nationalism staircase. So if you will... Try to imagine a staircase with three steps, okay? The bottom step we're going to call patriotism. The middle step will be nationalism. And finally, the last step will be something called Jangoism. J-I-N-G-O-I-S-M. Now, above the steps, you need a kind of a diagonal ascending arrow, And that's going to read symbols and requirements. Okay, so as you ascend the staircase, symbols and requirements go up. At the bottom of the staircase, you'll have a horizontal arrow, and it'll say racism. So I hope I did a good job in explaining the image of the staircase. Patriotism is the first step. Nationalism is the second step. Jangoism is the third step. As you ascend or descend the stairs, symbols and requirements either go up or down, and racism also either goes up or down. A better way to say it would be racism either becomes more of an issue or less of an issue. All right, so now it's time to define some terms. And as we define these terms, I'm going to use the Pledge of Allegiance as an example. And hopefully you'll get what I mean here in a minute. What is patriotism? Patriotism is love for country. Now, country is not synonymous with government. It means you love your country. It doesn't mean you love your government. There's no racial component with patriotism. All people of all colors, stripes and creeds can be patriots. They all can love their country equally. So using the Pledge of Allegiance as an example... Patriotism would be you stand for the flag 
you recite the national anthem, but if you don't do it, nobody has any real issues with it. Nobody makes a big stink about it. You have a choice. You can stand for the national anthem. You can stand and recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and there's not going to be a big issue about it. Sure, there might be a little bit of offense taken, but patriotism is your choice. Or a better way to say it is how you express your patriotism is your choice. So again, thinking of our staircase, we're still on the first step, which is patriotism. The symbols and requirements of patriotism are low. Sure, there might be a flag in the yard, or sure, you might take pride in Mount Rushmore or symbols in Washington, D.C. or the Constitution. But again, patriotism is a personal choice. There is no requirement among the state, and there is no requirement among the people that everybody express their patriotism exactly the same. The next step is nationalism. Okay, so now we're on the second step, and now the symbols and the requirements are going to go up. Nationalism is extreme patriotism, marked by the feeling of superiority of your country and your people. All right, so that's very important. Nationalism is extreme patriotism, and it's marked by a feeling of superiority. So because of this feeling of superiority, you can see how racism and prejudice can start to creep in when you get to nationalism. So let's talk about the flag. Let's talk about the Pledge of Allegiance. Let's talk about the national anthem. In nationalism, there is more pressure for you to perform whatever it is you're supposed to perform. So in nationalism, everybody must stand for the flag. Everybody must stand for the national anthem put your hand over your heart, and so on. I think the one flaw to my staircase is that it, perhaps it only has three steps. I think, I think nationalism probably needs to have one or two more steps as this is a spectrum more than a one step and then you're automatically into nationalism. Patriotism and nationalism can kind of bleed into one another, okay? But nationalism, you're getting into the requirements. You have to do this to prove your allegiance and your loyalty. And so now we can see why people in Europe and others uh, might be very leery when they see our strange ritual of the Pledge of Allegiance. We've never had a history of fascism in this country. And fascism relies heavily on nationalism. As does communism. If you've heard some of my other podcasts, communism is very nationalistic as well. You have to show your loyalty. You have to have more requirements to prove that you're a good nationalistic citizen. This brings us to our last step, the final step, the step that is on the top of the nationalism staircase, and that is Jangoism. Jangoism is an extreme nationalism, so we had extreme so we've, so we've had patriotism, extreme patriotism, nationalism, and now we've had extreme nationalism. So you can see how it builds and builds. Jangoism is extreme nationalism marked by a belligerent foreign policy. All right, so by the time we get to Jangoism, everything is at the extreme. Okay, this is state sponsored state-encouraged nationalism, okay? You have to stand for the flag. You have to, everyone looks the same. There is no diversity. There is no allowed uh, diversity of opinion or appearance. 
You have to be wearing the same uniform. Okay, so this is where we get to Nazi Germany. We get to Mussolini's Italy. And we get to uh, Imperial Japan and the Jangoism in Japan. So because it's extreme nationalism, there's also extreme prejudice. With Jangoism, you believe that your people, your country is far superior than all other countries. This is where the racism truly lives. In regards to a Pledge of Allegiance or a national anthem, all people are going to stand, all people are going to do whatever gesture is necessary, all people are going to look the same, act the same, be the same, and they're all going to run over each other trying to prove how much they love their country. So going back to Japan for a moment, you can think of the kamikaze uh, fighter and how they had their ceremonies and they would die for their country by throwing their plane or flying their plane into the warships, right? They would they would commit suicide uh, and try to take out as many enemies as possible. This is Jangoism, all right? Another thing with Jangoism, look at Japan and how they treated the other ethnic groups in Asia, the Koreans, the Chinese. They were very brutal to these people because these people were underneath them. They are the superior race in Asia. Okay, so I hope I set the table well. I hope you guys have a good picture of the nationalism staircase. What is patriotism? What is nationalism? What is Jangoism? What are the ways that they are similar? And what are the ways they are different? So let's talk about this idea of white nationalism. Using what we've already learned, white nationalism is this idea that white Americans want to maintain this white identity for the United States. They want to continue to have a white country and maintain their place of power within it. Examples of white nationalist groups would be maybe militia groups and especially the KKK, not the first rendition of the KKK, which was a reactionary group after the Civil War, but definitely the second rendition of the KKK, which was early 20th century. They were anti-immigrant, anti-Catholic, pro-white. This is what they considered were, quote, the real Americans, unquote. Okay, so this begs the question, is the Republican Party a white nationalist party? Are Trump supporters white nationalists? And is Trump himself a white nationalist leading a white nationalist movement? Well, using what we've learned, let us analyze and determine whether this is true. I have a few questions. These are yes or no answers. Question number one, are all Trump supporters white? Yes or no? Question number two, are all Trump supporters nationalist? Yes or no? Number three, does Trump fixate on symbols? Yes or no? Number four, does Trump think America is superior? Yes or no? And finally, does Trump allow for diversity of a thought, appearance, and expression? All right, so let's look at these one by one. Are all Trump supporters white? Obviously, no. 
In fact, in the 2020 election results, he made gains in almost all minority groups. So you can't be a white nationalist leader or your party can't be white nationalist if it has people in it that aren't white. It kind of defeats the purpose of being white nationalist if you have minorities in your party. Now, I realize some of you are not going to be happy with that, and you're going to be very upset with me saying, well, Mr. Palumbo, that's too simplistic. Well, you're making the same argument just on the opposite side. You're saying because there are a few white nationalists, it is a white nationalist party, which again is not true. We have to get away from this guilt by association, which is a logical fallacy. That's like saying Ford Motor Company makes crappy cars because one car out of a thousand breaks down. Okay, question two. Are all Trump supporters nationalists? That's another resounding no. So right now, Trump is 0 for 2. But hang in there. Hang in there. Those of you guys that don't like Trump, I think you're going to like the next few answers. Question three. Does Trump fixate on symbols? Now here's where Trump might get into some hot water. Trump did make a big deal about the flag, and he used the flag as a divisive tool against folks like Colin Kaepernick. And there was a uh, debate over who is the real American, those who stand for the flag. Now, I am on that side. Again, I think out of respect, you should stand for the national anthem and respect the flag. However, remember what we learned about nationalism. The more you ascend the nationalism staircase, the more requirements are involved and the more symbols are used to prove who is the true citizen and who isn't. Question number four, does Trump think America is superior? That is a yes. However, is that nationalistic? Okay, this is where it's going to take a lot of mental energy to get through this. America first does not necessarily mean nationalistic. The isolationism that America practiced during the beginning of both world wars can be argued as an America first policy. And clearly that is not seen as nationalistic. Nationalism and getting into Jangoism has to be coupled with an aggressive foreign policy of America is great and we're gonna also enforce our view on other countries. So basically, they're going to be America is great and we're going to leave people alone, which I think was the Trump policy. And that would be a more patriotic policy. But then there's America is great and we're going to go show people how great it is by forcing our views down your throat. That would be a George W. Bush, more Woodrow Wilson approach of nationalism. All right. So for those of you keeping score, we've got the first two questions as a no, the last two questions as a yes, and the final question. So we're two for two. We're tied. The last question, does Trump allow for diversity of thought, appearance? Um, this is probably a, a poorly worded question. Uh, when it comes to loyalty, Trump is... Uh, a complete tyrant. You're either for him or you're against him. Uh, if you have any criticism, you've seen this, uh, you know, as the Trump years are uh, behind us now, the more I think about it, I think his tweets and the, the way he was quickly 
um, the way he quickly pounced on, you know, one, he would have somebody in his staff that was the greatest, smartest, best, marvelous, brilliant, and then that person would criticize him, and that same person was now an idiot, stupid, moronic, doofus, small-minded, blah, 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 blah. So I think in regards to loyalty, Trump is, you're either for him or against him. As far as diversity of thought and appearance and the use of symbols and, and remember those requirements that we're talking about in regards to the staircase, I believe all those take a secondary uh, position to do you praise Trump? Are you for Trump? Do you like Trump? So I'm going to put for the last question, does Trump allow for diversity of thought, appearance, and ways that you can manifest your patriotism? I'm going to put yes with the caveat that it depends on your loyalty to him and how you uh, share uh, about him and his accomplishment. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope this was enlightening. I hope this was edifying to you. I hope you learned something today about nationalism and patriotism and Jangoism. And I hope you can put these things into practice. Next time you're watching the news and they're talking about white nationalism, you know what that means. And is what you're being told, does that correspond to what you know? There's extremists on every side. There's extremists in the Republican Party. There's extremists in the Democrat Party. But these people don't make up of the majority of the voter base. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. And until next time, adios amigos.